Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Welcome, Casey. How are you? I'm good. Hey, who's sitting? Who's <coughs> sitting? Who's sitting next to you? Looks like somebody familiar. Familiar? Uh, that'd be Mike. Like family. He's our first uh, repeat. <gasps> our first interview. repeat guest. Hey, guest, yeah. Mike's batching it up tonight because his better half, Julie. Hey, Ju- Julie. What up, girl? She's in Chicago with her family. So we are Mike sitting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mike sitting. Mike's here hanging out at the APT, the apartment with Casey and I. And we're like, hey, get on the show. Be on the show. Happy to be here. You're Mike's here. happy. Just do it. You Mike have no was choice. Mike was on um, Julie, his girlfriend. Were on how long ago? Like I don't know. A couple months ago. Couple, was it? I don't it's know. It's been almost a month since we've released an episode. On but, that note, sorry. I have been going through the most mental of mental mom moments slash days slash slash weeks. Yeah, it's just been a lot, and I'll get into that in just a minute. But first, I wanted to say. Mike, when you were here with Julie, we never actually like shared with everybody what an, like a huge part of this podcast you were in the beginning. We the podcast started in Mike's garage because mm-hmm. you were living with Mike at the time. I was. Yep. And I was commuting like we were long distance, and I would come to Indianapolis from Southern Indiana, and we started that podcast in your garage, and you called it the Creative Incubator. Which I did not get at the time because I had never, I hadn't watched Silicon Valley yet. Oh yeah, that's where you got it. Remember? Yeah, now that I watched it, I, I wanted sense. to take full credit for it, but I had to, you know, give credit where it's due. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike would always say, "We'd be, you were so supportive," and I feel so bad for you because remember when our episodes sucked when we first started doing this show, and like we'd make poor Mike listen to him before we actually like released them, and Mike, you were so good at acting like they were good. You were you were doing it, and that was what was awesome about it. You're so you know? sweet. I mean, yeah. hey, you know, we'd be like, Mike, listen, this is, and then like, you were just really supportive, and we appreciate that. I appreciate it, and I don't think they were that bad. No, well, the first I think three you just weren't as comfortable. True, and the, the first three were, you know, rough, but you got to start somewhere, and like. My whole thing was, we just have to do it. I don't want to be one of those people who's like, I want to start a podcast, and then like never starts it. So I'm like, let's just do it. So we did it. Those first three to five were rough, but. But I want to make it clear too that I never thought they were bad or said that they were bad. Or no, you didn't. Like but they I were, just I, I really so enjoyed it. Criti- you're you're being, being very critical on yourself. I know, but that's just you know I'm working. That's on fine. It. You're, yeah, it's gotten. Thank better. you, Mike, for in your garage, which you've sold that house since now. Since then, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. Thank you for letting us um, contact paper slash wallpaper your garage into a faux brick wall. Oh, it's it made it very homey, and actually, I I believe the new owners actually really enjoy that. Actually, so they yeah. should because yeah. it took Casey a lot of did work. Did a lot of work on that. Wallpaper is bullshit. 
Yeah, and Casey did it all by himself. I did not help at all. I I ordered it. You ordered it. I mean, yeah, it was. I didn't mind doing it for us, but it was I'm not just, fun. I'm just obsessed with the brick wall. And while we don't have one here at our apartment where we live now, eventually we're gonna have like an office. We okay. have an office studio here, but it does not have a brick wall. No. But we're getting one. Not here, right. probably. Okay. But at some point, we will have another brick wall. Sure. I just love a brick wall. Mm, made it very homey in the garage. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, Mike, I just wanted to thank you for... Because I didn't really do that on our, when you were here last time with Julie. Like, I didn't really, like, get to share how, how supportive you were and, like, You've been there with us since the first episode. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Who did that sound like? Chris Traeger. Yes! <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. I was glad to, to be a part of it. Honestly, it's a cool thing. So, yeah. No problem. All right. So, Mike, people loved the episode that you and Julie were on. I got a lot of positive feedback. Oh. From that. No pressure. I don't want you to feel any pressure <laughs> oh, to perform. Man. Circus monkey. It's going to be because I'm by myself. I'm not with Julie. So, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. tough to... Yeah, how how are you going to perform at a a quality level without your better half? Your better half. I'm going to be at least fifty percent capacity. Yeah. Okay. Max. Well, yeah. we'll yeah. give you yeah. Yeah. we'll give you a little bit of room on that. Uh, let's jump into the feelings check in with Casey. Casey, how are you? Use a feeling word. Don't try to get away with fine, good, well, okay. okay. Um, I feel great. I feel very positive, and the future looks bright. Hopeful. Hopeful. Excited. Excited. Love it. Love it. And is this partly because you went to therapy by yourself without me? Uh, sure. I mean, Some that sounded that, wrong. Yeah. What I'm saying is, usually we go to couples counseling, uh-huh. and you went by yourself this last week. Yeah. And it was good. I just know whatever happened there, you came back, and there was just like, I don't know, a new lightness about a you. new lightness? Yeah, so well, talk I about that. I did also have a vacation. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that. I did go <laughs> well, on vacation. I mean, therapy is great. Don't get me wrong. But I did go wander around in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota Vacation for and traveling is always good. Yeah. Therapy was good. Talked about a lot of things that I was struggling with, with the current status in the world. The status of the world. Um, That's why I've been hibernating. And, um, yeah, so I get it. So the... The baseline that I had to walk away with was less social media. So that was the biggest trigger, I guess, for what I've been experiencing and how I've been feeling. It's been a large contributor to it. So I deleted Facebook from my phone. What? I didn't delete Facebook completely. But it's not on your phone It's not on my phone, so it's not as easily accessible. So if I want to get on Facebook, I have to get on my laptop, which is kind of a ordeal. Because not to like reveal too much about your personal life on our podcast, oh. but every morning, <laughs> every morning, Casey, the first thing you do is get on Facebook. No, that's when you wake up. First thing I do is I check the weather. Checks the weather. Mm. So... 
Then he checks the Facebook. Then I got on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike, so, you want to say something about that? Come on. No, I just appreciate that. I mean, it's good to know about the weather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shut up. It's because Mike's sitting over there on Casey's side of the table, so he can't actually no. say what he's thinking, which is, I always you get check it. That's not cool. Let's just check Facebook I always check that the fast in the morning. Oh, the Facebook aspect. I mean, that's that's its own well, thing. Well, he's not I just even on the, Facebook, so that, yeah. That's he true. will agree with that. Technically, I have a profile, but I haven't checked it in years. Do you still have that picture of you on the scooter that I took of you? Um... I think actually it is, and then I did some random like forest background, and then I haven't oh, done that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that picture did did me wonders. <laughs> hey, so. that's what got you, Julie. It is. Was it the is. picture I took of you on the girl's scooter? A hundred percent. And she liked how she you liked were that. Scooting. Scooting. She, she did tell me that was the thing that uh, that grabbed her. She was going through the pictures, and I had some. Uh, other pictures there she's like yeah but Casey, that one scooter picture i mean casey's the photographer and he's starting well he has his own photography business now but maybe i should be a photographer too oh since i was responsible for go it for basically it. i was responsible for you and julie getting together is what you're saying go for it i mean yes pretty much yeah <laughs> but so maybe you could do a okay casey does it professionally and you do candid photos of people when they don't expect it and you on have a to scooter maybe it has to be scooter strictly specific. Yeah. for dating apps just for dating apps yeah let okay so in for your photo business i could be like my niche could be i will take your picture to put on your dating app that's and I it i can guarantee you will get laid that's what i do married that's what i do yeah if you want that not married engaged married is a whole other thing wait wait you and julie aren't engaged yet but they're yeah. on the verge you think? You think it's coming soon? Put him on the spot. <laughs> Mike, what, Mike. Is, what are your thoughts? Yes, let me tell you everything on the no. podcast right here, right now. Thank you. Okay, we'll take Mike <laughs> the off Jewish the, guilt type Yeah, of the Jewish guilt. Right you know there. I'm good at that. Okay, so Casey, back to you. Um, yeah, I checked in. Next. No. No, no, oh, no. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. It's huge that you got off, or you took Facebook off your phone. Yes. And how did you come to that conclusion that Facebook was an issue? Like, how did you and Gina, our therapist get there if you don't mind sharing um well you would think in the world that we live in where information is so accessible life would make more sense people would make more sense when actually it's not doing that and it's causing more of a divide polarizing yeah and I like to have open conversations and I want to learn about both sides and then try to make my uh, argument or like formulate your own opinion. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, but with social media, it's very divisive on a lot of things, especially stuff going on now with like Black Lives Matter and taking down racist Confederate statues and. Well, and it's really All just little tiny snapshots of things. It's not... It is. It's, it does... It takes things a, out of context. Yeah, and it takes... I don't want to say small thing Like, the Black Lives Matter and statue. Like, that's not a small thing, but it can amplify a topic that isn't necessarily need to be debated all the time. Or parts, and, yeah. Um, but with things like I've just had conversations with people and people who you haven't talked to in a long time that just come out of the woodwork and want yeah, to share their opinions and do well, things and that's more I'm, than share opinions people love to like why why don't people just call each other like why don't you just why well, don't, don't you just call each other 
Okay, well, it's just especially with somebody I haven't talked to in like ten years. Like, why are you going to call me? On the right, phone? but then what? Why would you message? Some, like, why would that person message you? Like, because I think it makes, it's easy. It's easier, and it makes you. In my situation with what had the conversation that transpired, I think it was easier to sit behind the keyboard and make. And this your is what happens. And people sit talk behind their down keyboards. to somebody, but. Anyway, computers. I don't want to get into all of that. Okay, uh, but we're going to do it's a whole all show on negative it. energy. So, yeah, therapy made me realize that a large part of why I feel the way I do about certain things right now is because of social media and I need to tone it down. Yeah, because it's triggering. It does trigger things. So, I haven't been on social media for about a month, maybe longer. Uh, really, around when, probably since March. I just stopped because it, I don't like how short and small and out of context and people get so infuriated and like I also I just don't want all that stuff coming into my brain like I just don't want all that sure so I've been off and I'm telling you it has been great it's been just really nice to not to just live IRL in real life I like it how about you Mike like when's the last time you've been like social media like on social media and like interacting with people and uh honestly i couldn't tell you it's been a long <laughs> it's time. been years and even when i was on it towards before i got off of it i had set up the page to just kind of have positive funny article type things so yeah. i get people who use it like where they want like the same things feeding into it so it's like funny like the dodo or like funny pet things or like funny memes I like that aspect, but I totally get the whole triggering thing or like you said, people you don't even know or you haven't seen in a long time or whatever. And then you're just, yeah, I, I just very rarely find positive things that people post. Like, I mean, if it was meant to be like what it was supposed to be where, hey, you're, somebody's having a baby and you're excited for them, that's awesome. I think that's a cool way to utilize it to bring people together, but I feel like it's done exactly the opposite of that. So. Or like, remember, Mike, when we used to like 10, I don't know how many years ago, we used to get on YouTube and watch just like get on YouTube and watch funny videos mm -hmm. like Kelly. Oh my God. Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Let's get some shoes. Batch. Do you remember that Casey? Yeah. I, I remember that. <laughs> and like some double rainbow shit. Yeah. That was the that fun was stuff. Fun. Like before it was all like, yeah. Like a lot of the other things have taken over to it where you have to be really specific on what you look up. And YouTube's different too, because you can pick and choose kind of what you Which look at on YouTube how I like for the it. most part. I don't want stuff just coming at me. Right. You don't know what's going like to happen. A, like a, hailstorm of stuff just like coming at me like i'm in a movie where there's a tornado a twister and you know the shit's just coming and it's flying and <laughs> we can totally edit that out if you want to but that's how it feels okay okay <laughs> casey's like come but on also Meg. with youtube i mean that's where people think they get their facts from so now that's it, hilarious like the pandemic. <laughs> it is hilarious but at the same time it's detrimental because there's people that believe that's truth yeah, but that's not just YouTube. People take that stuff and put it all over Facebook. Well, that's what I'm and, saying. It, yeah. But it, it's planted in YouTube and then dispersed all over. through these channels. Yeah, well, you know what? We're just going to have to do a whole it's show It's a whole this. thing. It's awful. So it's I deleted it. I moved on. And how, do you feel any better? It's only been a couple of days. but It's been a, one day. One day. I've already, I'm already seeing a difference in you. Okay, <laughs> sure. Just kidding. Mike, how about you? Like, Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I already checked with you before we started the show that I could ask you about this. So sure, yeah. Tell us about your feelings and therapy, <laughs> and therapy. 
<laughs> you can see Casey's face right now. That was great. Yeah. Uh, so feelings, well, great because I'm back on the show. And back as the on first the repeat show. guest, it's uh, it's quite the honor. Even though I am without my better half, better so half. Julie, I, we I miss you, you, Julie. <laughs> you're okay, <laughs> Mike. You're gonna be okay. That was your life coach speaking. Um, <laughs> Don't yep. get comfortable. <laughs> Who do you? Are you talking to, to Julie? Julie? Oh God! Stay humble and don't get comfortable. Is that your life That's coaching? The mantra. That's what you're saying as her Julie, life coach. Yeah. Julie did well in croquet that night. So see. I mean, Ever so. since Casey helped Julie play croquet one night, he's been dubbed as her life coach. Mike's the direct um, benefactor of that night. We're not talking about croquet <laughs> at mom and dad's again. We already did that. Moving on. Mike, talk to us. Yeah. Feelings, therapy, go. Okay, so, <laughs> sure. Nothing. I love having a younger brother who just, like, does what I Absolutely. say. Absolutely, <laughs> nothing nothing too deep. Um, That's what she said. Oh, my God. Oh, God, we're not doing this. Feelings-wise, I, I feel great. It is really nice to, to reconnect. I feel like um, I've just moved into a new house, so I'm, I'm getting settled, and I finally feel settled, so that's been nice, and I think, like, that's kind of cleared my head a lot, and I've been kind of reconnecting with people I haven't connected with, like, being over here with you guys yeah. now, it's been like on the list to do, but just there was always something and right. plans would change or hanging out with, uh, I hung out with one of my good friends uh, last night. Um, and then, you know, just having lunch with mom and dad today. Like, it's just nice. So I'm feeling like I'm kind of getting back into what I would want to be. And for so long, I felt like kind of in flux a bit. And like trapped think... and anxious. No, I mean, I don't know about, I mean, with COVID, if that did feel that way. No, I mean, before that. As far as like. Well, just like. When did, well, okay, let me ask you this. When did you start therapy? Oh, yeah. So that was, that would have been about two months ago or so. Two okay, three. so after COVID. Yeah, it was, yeah, it would have been that. It would have been like uh, mid mid to late April is when I did that. Yeah. So what made you do it? I just, I wasn't feeling like great. There was like underlying things continuously that I just were kind of nagging. I'm like, things are going really well in my life. Great relationship. Work is going well. Pretty much happy about everything. There's nothing like drastic. Nothing wrong. Right, exactly. And then that feels weird. That's what it was. And I couldn't, I didn't feel like, I don't know, something was kind of like missing in that. I'm like, every, like nothing that anybody else was doing or that like was going on. I'm like, I should feel better about what's happening with what, like. You're like, wait a second. Everything's going well. Right. What the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then that was the yeah. thing is, and my brain works in a way that if things are going well, it will then start chiming into, well, what things can we find? To not go well. Did you learn that in therapy? Yeah, yes. I did. Your therapist sounds amazing. <laughs> she was she was great, and the mindfulness aspect. And we actually at one point on one of the calls, I actually walked around the neighborhood, and she said just to kind of like get in tune with various things, and just it kind of so taught like me. you guys did like a video session, well, and you were walking. Well, so at this time we actually she we stopped doing the video and just did it via like phone. Like she called me, and then I walked around and I was you know telling her so what I saw cool. and what to like focus on and like. That's so yeah, a lot of. How do really... you find her? Um, how do you find? Tell our listeners, like who might be thinking, like, I need a therapist. Maybe I'm thinking about it. How do you find a good therapist that you connect with? Yeah, I mean, in this particular case, it was kind of at a whim, like where I just woke up and I'm like, today's the day I'm going to do it, kind of a thing. And I just, I got on Google. I woke up early, had a cup of coffee, and I just looked up high-rated therapists in near me, basically. Okay. And then from there, then I also went in and like read different profiles, profiles. and went into different things yeah. and. There was just something about, I mean, I can't even tell you exactly what it was, but it was, I saw her and I was like, for some reason, I feel like that connected. And it was a certain, you know, some people you feel more comfortable talking to and um, yeah. she happened to be like a older 
it would have been like 50s, 60s year old woman. And yeah. for some reason, to me, that's like a comforting. I felt like that's somebody I could talk to very easily. Casey and I's therapist is it's older. It's like your mom. <laughs> Are you getting all weird and Freudian? No. No. Yeah, yeah I'm being. A, I'm just. You're being Casey. I'm being me. Sorry. Well, no. And, <laughs> no, don't ever apologize for and, being you because we love you. I love, when I wanted to know, too, I didn't mean to say 50s and 60s is older. I meant, I didn't, for me, I feel more comfortable talking to somebody who's older than me rather than a contemporary. Sure. I purposely I, yeah, picked, I also understand we picked that someone. Too, because she's right in that wheelhouse, maybe a little younger. Yeah. Gina's a little bit younger, but older than us. Yeah. And I wanted someone older and wiser. That's exactly what I meant yeah. by that. Yeah. 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 I think I said older and I meant wiser is what I meant with Yeah. That. No, I know exactly no, what you mean. No, I, I get what you were saying. I was just, don't listen to me. That is so cool though, that you found somebody you connected with because you've seen a couple therapists. Yeah. And oh. this is, seems to be the one that you've really like stuck with. Don't you think it I think takes that a makes few a times? Big difference. Yeah. I think, I think with, well, when we went through the process and we were like reading profiles and things like that, like you sent me, I sent you like five, you three five, or five. And then that I think I, really I was looking. Yeah. Because I don't. Was it you that found Gina, or did I? Yeah, Gina. I found Gina, but you called her. Yeah, that's what it was. You sent me hers, and I was like, I like the way her profile's written. It sounds very personable and. I related to it. Yes. Like we both, that was the one we both related to very well. Definitely. And then I called her and she didn't answer, but she called me back and left a voicemail and she sounded super nice. Yeah. Just like, like someone you want to talk the to. The voicemail she left was like, <laughs> oh, I know you and we're just calling to catch up and stuff. Right. And then I called her back and it was like that vibe of we've met before and like know each other yes. and stuff, which was clearly we never knew each other and it just was super comfortable so i'm assuming that's kind of how you felt mike with yeah yours yep exactly yeah. that's really what it felt inviting non-judgmental and yeah it was it, and it turned out to be that way like when you you see a profile you read a profile just somebody writes like their summary of what it is yeah it was like it something clicked with it and so that's kind of i think yeah. i think you're able to tell when somebody's being them gen their genuine self mm -hmm. when they write their profile yeah. this is what i have an issue with like talking about myself right because we're rewriting casey's website copy for his photo which is website. a whole other thing but like always talking but about myself has or writing about myself has always been hard for me because i not i don't know why it's hard for you it's too. hard for me to like express your boast about myself but like that's what like with gina it was just like the way she wrote hers it was like that's definitely who she is like after talking to her it wasn't this politically correct or like, or like therapy job, jargon therapy correct like i'm a therapist so i need to sound and this let me tell you all 12 um, degrees that i've got and, and like modalities that i use and my favorite yeah. psychotherapy you know nobody wants to it's hear like, that stuff to me when something reads that way it sounds like your diet like i'm going to come to you and you're going to diagnose me with something whereas it's or like, like there's something wrong with you need to figure it out yeah and it's like you want to have somebody that's more conversational more yeah. personable where you're like that makes me more comfortable i tell my clients open up, yeah open me up i tell my clients it should feel like you're talking to a like your really good friend but then there's boundaries. You don't hang out. We don't hang out outside of session. You know, we're not calling each other unless there's a specific, like, issue. Right. It's not 
so it's like for that hour that you're in session, it should feel like you're talking to someone you're really comfortable with. Do you feel like that? Hundred percent. It was cool because it's somebody who kind of holds you accountable in a good way, though. Too. Like, yes, that's what I mean with the friendship thing. It should feel as natural as talking to a really good friend. But yes, get held accountable, get challenged, get some feedback. And calls you out on your shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is, is that what Gina did? Like with the Facebook thing? You think? Well, not necessarily with me this time around, but when we've both been in session, mm-hmm. she's been. There's times. For both of us yes. where she's been like no like <laughs> like i i but the way she says it though it's, it's like perfect. i understand why you think the way that you are why mm-hmm. you feel the way that you are but but no but no like you need to do <laughs> yeah. these things and practice these things because that's what the real issue is yeah and it's not blah 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 you right know this 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 do you feel like that with your therapist yeah it, it well see mine's a little bit different but case and i are different because i'm guessing and i obviously this is all confidential stuff so don't tell me this but you probably said talked a lot more and were more opinionated and where i'm in therapy a little bit more passive with it so i'm honest but i'm not like coming out with so it's kind of them accepting certain things that i'm saying but it's holding me accountable but it's also not like i said this isn't this like no it was kind of more of a the things I was talking about were more helping me see things in a different in a different light, but just in a different way. Just like yes. how Gina probably did with you would be also, like doing it the same thing. I don't and I didn't mean to call you out and say you no, were doing it, but no, I just know no, the no. way you are with versus Casey's, the way I am. Like yeah. we're just different in how we do it. And that's sure. what's a good therapist is like reading personalities. Um, Casey's personality and then me going in already being a therapist, like we need her to call us out mm. on stuff. Yep. Whereas you might need a little more like probing or like going yes. a little bit slower pulling, it was more pulling things out from me right because i was a little bit i mean it's weird when you're talking to somebody and it's like i'm not one to just immediately with somebody i, I have to tell you all my secrets right and yeah. so like kind of pulling things out what was weird to me is that there were certain things i didn't say that were able to be dealt with because I, how it worked and it. yeah and like yeah. but never even called them out even right and it, that was what was weird to different me different styles like, for those different things people. happen yeah and that's what you have to do is find someone who can meet you where you are and i'm sure like gina has client our therapist has clients who aren't ready like we are for the like super direct just yeah sure i'll sit down and say i don't know why i'm here today exactly but i know i have issues so like i'm just gonna start talking and tell me what you think like but i'm a therapist so i need to say that i do that was the whole thing because did you do that well here's the problem where i think i ran into and and i started doing it again and i haven't been to therapy for a few weeks i will say and i regret it because i went through a pretty big life-changing event with getting the house and I had so much going on that I was like, I just, I don't have time to do it. And I think it could have helped me through it a lot and made yes. it a lot more manageable. And on top of that, I feel like I'm quick to be like, well, the first few weeks I had a lot of things that I really, really wanted to talk about and get off my chest. But hey, I've had a couple of weeks that were really good in a row. And so I kind of just was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, you know, and then it creeps back up. Right. And I feel like I felt a little bit, I don't want to say off, but that thing, whatever therapy does that, I don't even, I can't put like a thing on it. I felt so much better when I was doing it and Regularly. I didn't realize it. And maybe the mindfulness yeah. are just kind of resetting or getting stuff off yes. or like subconscious things almost. Well, yes. I think that's the, the whole awesomeness about therapy is you, you go to a safe space, you go and you talk to somebody, especially after multiple meetings. It's by then I would assume it's somebody that you trust and that right. you're very comfortable with. And when you, are having issues and then you go to therapy and you're with this 
person that's helping you. And I know when I leave, like I, as corny as it sounds, I do feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a lot of things you don't really realize by just talking it out that we're weighing you down. Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, this is bothering... Before you go to therapy, like, yourself, you're like, yeah, this is bothering me. I know it's bothering me. Um, I'm going to deal with it on my own. And sometimes you can. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. And sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's those times that you can't and you think that you are dealing with it. And that's fine. That's that it's fine. And you don't really become aware of it, but there's like other, th- because you're not dealing with the first thing that happened. Right. Then it starts. It builds. One after the other, after the other. And you don't really know that it's happening, but your body does tell you. I, d- I think, I do believe that. If you listen to your body. Right. Tension, like the physiological signs. Yeah. Uh, IBS. Um, or, and just grogginess like being tired yes lack of those type of things because there's been times where it's like i've been feeling totally down low energy and everything but then i go and talk and then it's like that's weird i I feel feel like i have a lot more energy and i can go do all this stuff and it's just yeah that's what therapy does it does for me for me as a therapist the clients now that i work with clients like every week or every other week really consistently and I have some who've been seeing me for like years and they're just like once a month or as needed the ones who start off like weekly and then every other week the amount of progress is amazing and it's because I figure like I've done a lot of reading and um I've worked with some other therapists like as consultants for private practice like to learn about things it's the, because when you meet with someone weekly or every other week, you don't have to recap every week mm-hmm. on like what's going on in your life because they already know. Like mm-hmm. it's already out there. You already know. Yep. You're up to date. So you can like dive into that deeper stuff. And it's really cool. It is as a therapist in this last year of doing therapy that way with my clients where it's like more consistent. The growth that I've seen in people is pretty amazing. Um, so how often do you go? So I think maybe where I potentially made a mistake is I was going every week and did that. And I think when I was like, well, I don't need it anymore was because it was like, I was, I think I got onto a pretty good level of it. I think I probably could have gotten to maybe do it every week for a bit. Maybe it was like an every other week thing or even a monthly check-in thing. And I think that's where my issue was, is that I didn't have so many things that I felt like I needed to talk to him every single week. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like it was almost too much at, at that point. I don't, But that's the other thing then when I stopped doing it. You felt it. I felt it. So yeah. it's like I can't tell you if I maybe I do need it every week or not. And so I, that was the hard part of trying to, you know, really know when did it shift back to like, oh, you were making progress. And then now you're not, you right. know, because it's kind of right. incremental, I guess. And that's kind yes. of how we started where we were going. Pretty much weekly. Every oh, wow. week. And then it kind of tapered back. It was like like every every other week. And now we're doing once a month. Yeah, and that's good. Well, remember we went months without it, and that was not good. Remember when we moved in here? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I think, what Mike here is saying where... You don't realize. We got where we thought... I I won't say that we are cured. But we're good. We got this. And we did have a lot going on Mm transition-wise, but there was that... 
feeling of like, yeah, we're fine. We're good. We don't need it. Yeah. And then stuff slowly started just like piling on. And then it was like, all right, we need to go talk. Something about talking to some outside person who's not in your life. What's well, that third makes perspective? Such a it's difference. that other, you know, that outside perspective of like how you and I, you know, we weren't going on a regular mm-hmm. basis or once a month, and then you would have an issue, and I'd be like, "Well, that's dumb. Doesn't make any sense." <laughs> you know, like you I never that, remember Casey saying it was dumb, but it. okay. <laughs> but no, like we would get into these petty arguments yeah. of like you were feeling one way, and I didn't understand why, and I was like. Yeah. This is, you're just making a mountain out of a molehill mm-hmm. and then vice versa. And I would right. do that same thing. And then like it was leading to these comp- unnecessary confrontations over BS. And what we needed was an outside person. And not just an outside person. We have tr- a lot of training. I should add that in. Like there is, yeah. it's not just an outside person. But, but it was also some issues coming up where it was like on say I thought you should do something this way and mm-hmm. cause that makes more sense and you would say I don't know you know and then we would go to therapy and it would she would basically repeat what I would say or what you would say to me and right it's just when she it says from it a third person it's like that clicks better has that ever happened with you where like Julie's told you something but then when you hear your therapist say it you're like oh yeah Yes, well, absolutely. I think that's, that's human nature. But I, I will say to your point too, Megan, my appreciation of therapists and their background and skills and everything is because you're right, you can listen to a third person, but sometimes you can listen, a third person can tell you things and they're like, that's not correct. That's not like, right. You get that but that also helps too, I think. It, I think that also can be a positive where it helps keep your, what, what would you say? Like, my instinct says BS meter, like keep it straight. Yeah, um, a therapist's job is to help you figure out what you think and what you need to do. Getting rid of what other people, like you, we were influenced by external factors, our upbringing, all the things, TV, media. So it's, it's helping you get in touch with you. And like I had a therapist say to me once, like the clients always have the answers. Like we have the answers within ourselves. The therapist's job is to help you bring them out. It's not, so it's, so what we're trained in doing is kind of like cutting through the bullshit and helping you figure out like what you really think about that, Hmm. how you really feel about that, what you really want to change, not what like other people think you should change or what you've been taught to change or like sorting all that out. Right. Or your advocate, 100%. Now, we will say, hey, have you thought about this? Or, hey, when you say that, it might sound this way. Um, That's good. To call out things. Yeah. It's not like, okay, people don't pay me to just tell them. They're right. Like I say that to people sometimes, like, you're paying me. I'm not going to just tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not my job. Does no. that make sense? I don't yeah. know Yeah, 100%. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I like when... The, with my therapist, she reframes things in a way that, yes. like, with a good analogy of, like, in, in this situation, if this happened, what would you think? Right. And then it brings you back to, like, oh. Like, and it, like, helps me because, like, one of my things is, like, way overthinking certain things and thinking something so much of a bigger deal than what it really is. And she will put it in a way that you're, like, so 
in a good way. So I mean, right. not to get yeah, too deep yeah. into anything, but it was like no. it didn't make sense to me the way she can like well, connect and I, it. Yeah. I feel too like that the therapist is for some people who don't have that friend, right? To say, hey man, you're being a little ridiculous right now, mm-hmm. and to like try to if if you're fortunate enough to have that friend. Hey or man, I love of, you, like, but you need to check you yourself. On track, yeah, like. I love you, and that's why I'm telling you mm-hmm. the thing you don't want to hear. Because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I those had, friends are hard to come by. Yeah, and, and keeping friendships one that when somebody says something you don't want to hear, yeah. and not being right. mad at them, not, like <laughs> and fuck I've you, had, cancel. I've right, had, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And I've had friendships too, where where I've had friends come to me, and it's like if you're coming to me to have like a bitch session, like where you want to complain like that's fine but like after the third one right of the same thing <laughs> like, like we're not doing this anymore it's not worth my time like yep. i'm action you, i'm gonna come and say hey like i feel you i get on why you feel this way but this is the fourth conversation right. we've I'm had doing the it. same thing i'm not I'm, wasting I'm another not doing precious it second of my life yeah and that's when they need to go pay a therapist yeah yeah i'm like you either know go th- <laughs> you, you either need to go to therapy or i'm going to tell you a lot of things and we might not be friends anymore right yeah but i think we could still be friends after you cool off and, and maybe go to so therapy pissed at me yeah <laughs> that's great advice 100 yeah. meg i think you gave me that advice at one point in my life and i did it, mike it was like where you were very supportive but you said hey i'm not gonna listen to any more about this i can't this. You do this do mike yeah i can't take this on i can't do it and it was some of the best advice i've ever gotten because it was incredibly impactful and i was like i, I can't be mad at that and so it made sense it really yeah. like it was like wow i have to that, like, actually do something that's what it and takes. that meant a lot to me mike because i didn't even realize at the time like that you even really heard me in that way? Oh, 100%. Well, that's the part of it, too, is that you would never say something like that because you are the most supportive person. So the fact you said that was like, like oh, I, things have Mike, gotten to a level. <laughs> Mike, I can't listen right. to this again. Yeah. It, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so you're, yeah, it's just impactful. <laughs> and you, I think hopefully you know how much I love you, that like I did that out of love of like, well, one, my own personal boundaries of like, I can't do this anymore. And two, like, well, I, yeah, oh, go sorry. ahead. No, no, finish. Well, go ahead. I think that's, that's the, you're, you're doing it out of love. And I think if you are a true friend and you go to your true friend and deep down you go to them because you know that they're going to tell you the thing that you don't want to hear. Right. And, and, and it's going to be honest. Go, and you can get mad at them and they'll let you get mad at them right and have you let you work through what you need to work through Mm -hmm. but still be there for you even though what you came at them with was oh you're gonna tell me and right get get all defensive but But like that real friend will still be there once you work through all that stuff and be like yeah man like i get it like i understand why you were upset but it's not worth ruining our friendship over like i just know you had stuff to work through yeah and you worked through it so now we're we're cool well and that's why you have therapists that we don't have to ruin your friendship right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. so, yeah yeah back it comes full right. right. i mean totally yeah. listen i've had so many clients say to me i'm here because like i just don't want to wear out my family and friends anymore or my family and friends are tired of here. i don't want to tell my family and friends this thing again like i just really need to talk to someone who's not my family and friends yeah yeah 
Absolutely. And get good advice as a result of it or good ways of looking at things. Absolutely. Mike, thanks for sharing that. Like Casey and I are used to sharing like ridiculously personal things about being in therapy and whatnot. Um, but thank you for coming on the show and being so vulnerable and sharing all of that about being in therapy. Mike Farr is in therapy, everyone. Mike Farr is in therapy. Therapy is good. Therapy yeah, is good. And stuff. So good. <laughs> and stuff. Okay. All right. So on with this show. It was quite a yeah. quite a conversation we had there. It was good. Casey. What? Ripped from the headlines. Casey Harper's back at the news desk. He's got some <laughs> breaking news from fake news like it's not this is not fake news. no i know i'm being you already facetious. were on probation for that, that last like year years ago that was last year Eight you were on ago. probation for accidentally sharing fake oh, news from whatever. the news desk <laughs> mike i don't know if you heard that episode but we'll have to i can't remember which one it was way it was back so long ago i'm not but yeah i had to put casey on probation from his segment because <laughs> he we found out that the news story that he reported fake news was from a fake news website and <laughs> um it was a great story you for. did you, and you put your time in you were on probation and it wasn't anything serious it was like this woman trained squirrels to attack <laughs> it was her a husband. great story so <laughs> those are the kind of stories i wanted to yeah. hear more about yeah fake like who not, cares it was, like, it was good okay <laughs> um casey as you go ahead you know what what am i doing oh talk about from the, from the headlines okay so there is a new um, what do you call it? Let's see. Um, this was you were supposed to have I'm this on, all I'm organized okay. and bullet so, pointed before. So, so with the, what's happening in the world, San Francisco, the great city of San Francisco in California, in the United States. God, who's our writer? Okay, on this show is proposing what they call the Karen Act, C A R E N, which would make racially biased 911 calls 911 calls 911 91 911 <laughs> uh, I'm out of practice okay it would make racially biased 911 calls illegal okay and that's in the city of San Francisco basically the Karen Act which is Caution against racially exploitive non-emergencies was yes. introduced in San Francisco a week ago, I think, or earlier this week. And it's to help curb racially charged 911 calls for baloney reasons. For basically, I take it, a black person just being a black person. And... <laughs> An example would be, if you guys don't remember, earlier in Central Park in April or in May, there was a black man who was bird watching, minding Just his bird own watching, business, watching the and birds. a white woman with her dog who was off its leash, which the park has a rule that the, all animals need to be on a leash. All he did was ask her to say, hey, could you put your dog back on a leash, because that's the rule. And it turned into her calling nine one one and saying she, she like got argumentative and yeah she got of, did you hear about this Mike oh no, I had not she blew up we'll have to post it and she was totally disrespectful I mean beyond 
anything a reasonable person should be, especially when the park rule is you have to have your pet on a leash. She started like fighting with him verbally. But she was verbally yelling at him and then got on the phone with 911 and saying that she was being assaulted and all this stuff. And I stuff. think she like made a point to say that he was a black yeah. man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If I'm going to call and report something, that I'm not, the first thing that comes to mind is not to be like, and it's an Asian person or it's a white person right. or it's a black person. So it's just a person. So, right. That's what right. this. Am I going to get canceled for that? No, I don't think so. Because okay. <laughs> if you're being attacked or doing that, I don't think you're well, thinking I'm then, getting attacked. That's the only thing you're and thinking. And then on of. top of that, the woman wouldn't put her dog still on a leash and she was holding the dog by the collar. So then you have the animal rights people who are like having a Whipping it around. And anyway, th- so that's what this <laughs> act is. Wow. We have to see a visual trying to help. Around. Um, Mike, you're seeing it. Well, there's a there's a picture, and it looks pretty like she's holding the dog up by its. Yeah. Mike's at the news desk right now with oh, Casey. Ah, uh, yes, I got into the uh, rarely seen news desk. Oh, so <laughs> anyway, nobody I think gets it's, into the news desk. Newsroom. I think it's a great. It's thing just the other side of the table to really put into effect to put into a law because there are. This isn't the first, and it won't be the last situation where this happens, and I think people that do that need to be punished because it's in my mind kind of like crying wolf of like it's ridiculous saying something's going on and it's nothing's happening can we just pause for a second i need to bring mike up to speed on a few things because he doesn't listen to all of our podcasts because one i'm his sister he can't have that much meg in his life that's a lot of (laughs) meg i'm a lot it's i'm a little extra um you have to see me at family events we text like you don't need to listen to an hour and a half podcast with I get me the on mental it. mom on a regular basis. You have known the mental mom for a long time. So let me just tell you, we cover all things Karen on this podcast. I've, I've... It's a segment that started, I don't know, six months ago when I first realized I, I was it wasn't that long ago. Okay. I wanted to know like part of like my coma. I talk about when there was like this, when I was having kids now they're older, but it was like this eight years gap of time where I was called what it was in a coma and I missed all pop culture, like all references. Like I had no idea. I didn't even know how to get into Netflix. I didn't understand the Facebook, God forbid the Instagram. I had no idea. And so one of the things has been me like catching up on pop culture stuff. So you have a great person here for that. Casey Harper, thank you. I am so caught up now. So I was like, Casey, what is up with who is Karen? That the meme is the memes. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> you know, like who is this Karen person? And the Karen. So anyway, I've been on this like cultural expedition of figuring out like who Karen is. Mm. She's racist. Mm-hmm. She's got acrylic nails. She has quite a haircut. Oh yeah. But now she's Short like... Short in the back and long in the front. What Karen is. Yeah, so... She, she's going to ask for the manager. Yeah. Yes. At all Karen. times. That's Karen. <laughs> so we cover everything Karen. I, I love it because I love but the, to hate yeah, the Karens of society. Is. It's a play on Ka- the Karen. Karen, but it's C-A, not K-A. I have like, to... I kind K. of love it. I it's, love it. I mean, first off, it's very heavy things, but I do appreciate the fact that they took something that was... 
pop culture and turned it into something that people like legislation in our, yeah even that our is that the right well, word yeah i think that yeah. the millennial generation i will say i'm gonna just say millennial but any whoever but i love would, millennials. like kind of they'd appreciate it it would stick out and like casey like it like gets you your blood boiling hearing something like that i, I, I like I, bringing awareness to it i love whenever we can use like a yeah a pop, pop culture reference in legislation it's almost like a yeah, it's if that's what it takes to get people to be aware of it. Hey, do what it takes, right? Well, Absolutely. and the other thing is, there is a law in most states and in California where if you make a false police report, that is a misdemeanor or a felony offense. So the problem is, is that hasn't been held like to enforced. the standard. Yeah, enforced that it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, I think, that we have to come up with another act to enforce a law that's already in place but if that's what it takes then that's what Fine. it takes but the i think people that do this do need to be held accountable because it's ridiculous right and it's so this it's is spreading just more uh stereotypes and disinformation and, and how about the hate. fact that like yeah. You're calling and reporting something to a 911 dispatch, a dispatcher that, it's, I mean, there might be something real going on. Right. Yeah, and you're taking the, away. You're taking yeah, their time, time away from that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why they need to be punished. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. that's why the law is there, right? That's the importance of it. Yeah. Saying, like, you're wasting resources, times that could be helping other people. Yeah. Like, so, if you called 911 and hung up on 911, they'll call you back and they'll be like, Hey, we just received a phone call. Like, if you answer it, and they'll call you back and be like, "Hey, we just got a call right. from this number. Is something going on?" Their whole job is to help people in distress, right. and right. if you're taking their time away from that, yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. So, so that's the headline. That was Karen News. Wow, it's a segment. I love. I think that's a great segment. Thank it, you, Mike. That's. I, I love. I love it. So Karen, C A R E N. Yeah, like care. I love the Karen segment. The fact that there has to be a Karen law is incredible. Pretty, but I love, I just, I feel bad for anyone whose name is Karen, who's not like that. Well, that's like a whole nother thing. That's a life. All right. This, like, this is, okay. Yes. I've been hibernating for a while from the show because there have been so many things happening in this world, in this society that we live in. That are just unbelievable. So I've been studying a little bit about cancel culture. And one of the reasons that I haven't, we haven't done a show in a while is because I just needed to take a minute and figure out like, okay, we're putting ourselves out, out, out there, right? We have this podcast. It's global. I don't really know how many listeners we have, but we do have downloads all over the world because you track that right through the mm-hmm. podcasting system that we use. Is that what it is? A podcasting system? (laughs) Sure. Whatever it is. Yeah. It doesn't, don't worry. Like, we're not tracked. We're not in your home. We don't know what you're Googling and whatnot. This is just like. No, I don't, we don't see who. We don't know who you are who's listening other than our friends. Like it or make a comment. We just know, like, what country you're in because our podcasting. And what episodes get listened to. Yeah, exactly. And where they get listened to. Through Podbean. We. This is like tracked. Okay. So we know we have listeners. Hi. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I have been really concerned about 
all the things going on in our society, um, pandemics and all these racial issues and uh, just corruption and basically just human behavior at its worst, at its worst. I did not need that T. I said at its worst. Which one is it? Worst or worst? Human behavior at its worst. Okay, worst. I'm out of practice, you guys. It's been weeks. It's been weeks. Okay, so I've been hesitant to do a show because I just haven't known what to say because I'm I'm not that. I'm like we're not famous. Because this is my show and I can do what I want and I feel like I need to say this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. All right. Go ahead. You said okay, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, I'm so glad that you're here with us for this episode. I'm going to mediate when I can. Uh, I've been like a little bit fearful. I always promised on the Mental Mom Show that I, as the Mental Mom, would be honest and truthful about what I'm feeling and experiencing and what do we do here? We talk about human behavior and how crazy I am and all the things. And I've been like nervous about actually recording an episode because I've been afraid that I'm going to say something that's going to be offensive to someone, anyone. I don't know who. Yeah, that's life. Okay, I like I, I hear you. I think that's just. I hear you. That's why I had to get off social media because somebody's always going to be offended. Okay, so there we go. That's. I finally came to a place of like. This is my show, our show. I am the mental mom. Nobody has to listen to us. Mm-hmm. If I say something wrong, if I say something incorrect, let me know. I'll totally own it. But yeah, I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I'm just going to like do it. Word. Word. But you guys know what I mean, right? Like the cancel culture thing of like say really something have... wrong and you're canceled. And people hate you and you lose your job. Now Karen in the park, she lost quote her unquote job. Karen in the park who called 911 about the very nice man bird watching. Mm-hmm. She got fired. She got fired. She should get fired. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I am with things. I've just been, I've been just concerned about, you know, do we take time on the show to talk about all of the things going on in society? Well, I'm not an expert on that stuff. Maybe that's not really what we do on this show. Mm-hmm. But yet also it seems like a lot of the like fun fun-natured, pop culture not super serious stuff we talk about has seemed, like, not as important or relevant um, because of just, like, everything that our society is seeing and going through and this evolution or revolution, we could call it. Um, so, I, yeah, I've just been kind of, like, sorting out my thoughts on things, and that's why I've laid low. Laid low? Is that how you would say it? For a few weeks. Just kind of get my thoughts together. What do you guys think? I agree with you. I think it's hard to talk about things and and knowing what you can want to have an opinion on things, but you don't know what you can say that you can't say that might be offending somebody. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I get why most people wouldn't want to say anything because you don't want to, but it's like... But yeah, that doesn't mean we're being silent either because it's not that I'm ignoring all of the stuff that, you know, it's, but it's... You want to be sensitive. Yeah, to people. exactly. You want to make sure that, you, and I don't mean that in a negative way where it's like always like, the unfortunate part is there are people who take advantage of it that you have to be so sensitive because they're taking advantage of it. 
when you're trying to do it for people to be sensitive to people who it really matters to, right. to be empathetic to and to appreciate that you can't walk in their shoes and know what they've gone through. So it's, it's unfortunate because yeah, to have an opinion on things, it's, everybody deals with things differently. So right. you're right though. It's not saying that you don't have an opinion. It's just how you express it to make sure that you don't do it where it makes things worse rather than better with by talking about it. Exactly. The, so how, I don't know, but I don't know what the answer is on how you create that environment where you can talk about all those things. Right. I'm sure there are answers, but I think a lot of people would have a lot of different answers as to what that forum would be. I've kind of been going through like a grieving process too. I've just, I've been a little bit sad, just sad for society, sad for people who've been hurting and, I don't know. I guess I just haven't had like the maybe energy to do like a fun podcast. But then in the last like few days, I've realized we have to have fun still. Hundred percent. We can't. We can't just like get depressed. We have to stay healthy emotionally, physically, m- mentally, all of it, so that we can like teach our kids things, so that we can keep moving forward as a society so we can make change. So I got re-energized. I'd say I did go through a small, minor, like slightly depressed funk. Um, and I'm coming out of it. And I realized like, we have to have fun. Casey, are you yawning while I'm, I'm talking right now? Oh, my God. He's yawning. Did you see that yawn? I, I did. No, Mike, I didn't. you're his friend before you knew me. That's why you're on his side. I know. Sometimes when people talk, I'm like, I Wait, look down. Wait, you're so his like, friend before I knew him is what I meant to say. Also true. <laughs> You were Casey's friend before I knew Casey. That's what I was trying to say. Hey, you know, (laughs) continue. Oh, God. Anyway, so I took a little break. And you want to know one of the things. Okay, so this is the Mental Mom Show, right? So it's all about, like, really about how mental I am. That's not the only only thing the show's about. But I have to tell you guys again. I know you've already heard bits and pieces of it. But this is sort of what, like fuel trigger like I just had like a slight mental mom meltdown so I'm just gonna jump right into my mental mom moment is that cool yeah absolutely okay I'm calling it the interstate fire situation ah yes classic fire gate fire gate 2020 Mike, you're so involved in this. Like, you were there. Casey was gone on his trip. I called you. It was so many things. Okay, so I'm driving. Okay, Casey's gone. We're going to get into that. He was, this is a couple weeks ago. You went on your yearly national uh-huh. park vacation Yep. with your friend, Mickey, who's been on the show. Hey, Mickey, what's up? He doesn't listen. He doesn't like his voice. He doesn't like hearing his voice, so. And right now, I am kind of being annoying on purpose because Casey looks like he's bored, and so I'm... No, I'm I'm listening to you. Are you? Just... Okay. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. So, Mike, you and Julie, so kind of you. Um, I had to work late, seeing clients on a Friday night. Casey's gone on his trip in South Dakota. We had made arrangements, right, where the girls... You were going to pick the girls up from summer camp. Mm-hmm. They were going to have a Funkle Mike and Aunt Julie night. Because <laughs> get it, Funkle, Fun Uncle. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Tried to be. So, made all the arrangements. You're picking the girls up from camp, taking them to your place for pizza and hanging out. I'm at work. I'm driving home from work. It's like 8 p.m. I'm on 465, which that's just what, like a four lane interstate, basically. 
where we live in Indianapolis. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. And all of a sudden I see like all these flames. They were like three feet tall. And the people in front of me are like slowing down, but I just, I like totally lost it because everybody kept driving toward these flames. This car is like on fire. Although at where I was, I couldn't tell if it was a car or if it was a truck or I didn't know what it was. I just saw all these flames and smoke and I just kind of start freaking out a little bit. So I pull over to the shoulder. I'm there. I call you, Mike. And I say, hey, I might be late picking up the girls because um, there's a fire on the interstate. And I'm, I don't know what to do. So I, I pull over. So I then, then a police car starts coming up behind me. So I had to get back, you know, onto the lane, the lane of traffic. It's like three or four lanes. I'm all the way to the right side. This car that's on fire, I did as I inched up, I saw that it was a car, um, is on the other side. What do you call that? The median? Yeah. Like on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. But I was really bothered by this. All this, like this car is on fire. There's all these flames and everybody just keeps driving towards them, towards the flames. And I'm like, I'm not driving anymore. I don't, I don't want to drive toward the flames. Like, I don't know what's going on up there. I didn't know if there was going to be a huge explosion. I really didn't know. So I was going slow. And then people started getting really mad at me and like honking at me. But I thought I was like helping people because, you know, I'm like, hey, don't go up there. We don't know what's going on. There's flames. There's fire. Like what if it explodes? We could all. And I just couldn't believe that like everybody kept just following the person in front of them and they're just like driving and going and driving right into the flames is how I saw it. And I know that sounds so dramatic. And so then this guy in a minivan pulls up next to me. He's like, girl, you got to go. Like he's like lecturing me. I don't know if I told you guys that part. No, no you never brought that up. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. This guy is like pulls up next to me because people are starting to like pass me and they're pissed. And well, they're yeah, honking. You, I was like, you're not moving at this point. Right. You said you were creeping, but now you're holding I was up creeping traffic. and then I was holding up traffic. Because but I, now you're not moving at all. Not moving. And you don't have your flashers on? I had my flashers on. But you're just sitting in the middle of the, the interstate. Yes. Yeah, that's dangerous. Okay. You know what else is dangerous? Driving into flames. That could explode. But and if remember you that saw story? that it was a car, a car's not going to explode and like okay, murder but, you. But I didn't know that. Well, either way, if you're all the way on the far right and it's all the way in the left like i don't think it's gonna explode that much okay well for someone who doesn't really know a ton about fire and how car explosions affect people within like a mile radius half mile radius well and the amount also stop judging me i'm not judging you but the amount of time that you sat in one spot in one spot would you have already passed the car and been on your way Possibly. To judge about how many people went around you and how fast they got away from the car, you would have already been past the car. They were the creeping. Car. Nobody was going fast. But, I mean, they had to – were they creeping? And then once they got around you, they started moving faster because you were just sitting still. I mean, I didn't really see that. It looked like they were just, cre- like, creeping. It was creeping. Like, people were creeping. Nobody was going fast. That's the other thing that bothered me. It's like, where do you think you guys are going? 
And what are you doing on a Friday night at 9 o'clock that's so important that you just have to, like, get wherever you're going? It Okay, so here's why I'm mental. And fine, you're looking at me like I'm mental, so I'll just say it. Okay. It's really not a show if we don't get in a little bit of a spat. <laughs> Mike, don't be, a, don't be alarmed. This is normal. It's all good. It, it just, with everything going on in this society and, like, the media and the everything and i don't know it just was a moment where i was like why are why are we all just following the person in front of us and we're not even seeing like what we're doing and people are so checked out that they're just i gotta get where i'm going and they're not even like looking at what's right in front of them i'm done i'm out that's you guys go ahead get it i suppose i just think i'm the mental mom it was mental i get it okay no but i want to hear what you have to say Mike? Oh. Mike, shut up. You're <laughs> laughing over there. You're loving this. I did hear from, from a source. No, no, tell let's oh. so we did some research. Oh, okay. Let's just want, put it out there. My perspective first? Yes, we did some research, guys, because yes, I went a little mental on this whole thing of like felt like I was putting my life in danger, driving into the flames, interstate explosions happen. I didn't want to be caught in them. I have to agree with you, Meg. And you oh, thanks, Mike. Well, no, that you maybe you're being that, that oh. you would do that, and that you're maybe being a little mad. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like a fifty-fifty thing here. I mean that both is like I, I appreciate the fact that you weren't just like, hey, let's. There could be a dangerous situation, so you wanted to like take heed of that. But when you said you maybe you're being a little mental, the only thing I can quote here that I think Case will appreciate this is Goodfellas, where De Niro in a certain scene says, and he does his classic De Niro face. Eh, you were being a little disrespectful i mean and but you're maybe you're being a little mental like if it's kind of like one of those i mean picture de niro doing that right Where like i want a t-shirt of you with the hands up like de niro but your good. face and, yeah. and like you saying yeah you're being a little mental I mean, maybe a little hey heavy. i'll hear it dish it back guys i'm fine i'm like i can take it i think it's because like what i think what casey was getting at and obviously you're gonna be touchier with casey than with me right this, so you mike you tell me i think it's the fact that you potentially were making the situation more dangerous by a obstructing the traffic flow and or to casey's point i do get the point of if there was something there you could have already been past it and already moved on and it not been a thing if you weren't stopped so but i can't I can't get away with the fact that you're right, though, that you saw flames and so you were cautious. So I, I can't say that you're wrong and not being cautious, but I think that gets to the point of what is the right thing to do. Why was I the only one who... Well, the other thing was, is if you were that concerned, why didn't you just get out of traffic again? And pull over on the shoulder. Yeah. I was nervous because when I did that earlier and that police car had to come, like, get get by on the shoulder... I didn't want people to be even more annoyed with me or, like, be in the way. I get your reason. Then I got nervous. Did. Like, I don't know. It's been 20 fucking years since I've been in driver's ed. And I just don't peruse, like, the internet for the most up-to-date traffic recommendations or laws on the interstate fire situations. Right. I mean, which, obviously, I should be. <laughs> I would say as a general rule of thumb, not, don't going. stop on an interstate. Like, don't ever not be moving. Well, everybody was crawling. It wasn't like people were going fast by any means. Really? Oh, well, see, that's better. I was. Well, my fear was that you, people were going does, 65. No, But no, the no. people coming up that you don't see behind you But are that was doing, way back. But that still could cause an accident that you never see. So then there's a new accident. 
And now you're pinched in but, between two accidents. But I didn't start the slow traffic. I'm not saying that you did, but you didn't help the situation by sitting still in the middle of the interstate. Where there's people traveling that haven't come up to the incident yet that are doing 55, 65 How can miles I be responsible for that? I can't take because that on. Because you're obstructing the flow of traffic. So yeah, you would have to take that on in a certain sense. What's the difference between being stopped and going slow? Like everybody was inching. Because if you're stopped, then the next person behind you has to stop. Then they have to signal to get over to the other lanes. Okay. So then. Sure. No, no, I'm glad. Mike, Julie's um, dad happens to be a driver's ed teacher. Yes. Former. Former. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gave him, well, you, you communicated with Julie what the situation was and, and she talked to her dad yeah what did he recommend what did he say first because he's a stand-up guy he said he would stop to render help if need be yeah so how did you <laughs> pose it to him what did you say um i'll give you the exact well i have my phone with me it's charging um i said if you were coming upon a fire or coming upon flames on a car that were three to four feet high in the distance and saw them what would be the appropriate action and his initial thing was, okay, we'll make sure everybody's okay. Right, stop and see if you can. But yeah. assuming that was all taken care of, he did say to keep going. Because it's be- more dangerous to obstruct traffic and that could cause more ac- more like accidents. Yeah, and I don't okay. think he said it was legally. I mean, it could be or couldn't be. He didn't. Basically, it's kind of like the rule of thumb would be keep going, was my understanding from that. Because risks outweigh the benefits of stopping well and cars don't explode like they do in the movies like if it was a tanker truck like that happened a few months ago the That's flames was would in be my different mind. the flames would be huge like it would be a ball of fire it wouldn't just be like a couple like flame, three foot like, flames yeah because these weren't small flames like they were they sure, to me they I'm, were large i'm not trying to like make it a smaller thing than it is mm-hmm. but like i think part of the thing we think cars explode mm-hmm. because that's how we see it in a movie where it's not as dramatic in real life because it's not, but it's not like a tanker truck full of fuel that's carrying a giant thing of flammable things that can explode like we saw here a few months ago. But if it's just a normal, a regular car fire, right. like it's not gonna like it's not explode gonna explode like that. Yeah. Well, be, probably because I'm mental. Um, I have. I don't know. I just saw it as like just sort of like our society, the way that it is lately. Of just, why are you looking at me like that? That's, that's a really deep thing to say. Yeah. So the car was a metaphor for society. Basically, how people just follow the person in front of them and they don't stop and they don't really look at what's happening around them or like where, who makes up the rules and who's in charge and who, who's setting things on fire and why are we just going toward the flames? Yeah, that's where I went with it. Well, I'm sure the person didn't deliberately set their car on fire. You can so make fun of me and be smirky. They probably weren't planning on that happening. 
I just had a moment, and I'm sure what you guys have never had moments where you're just like. I'm gonna say you guys. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> snarky with you. Don't have Casey to throw Mike in there. <laughs> but Mike, I mean, have you had those moments where you're just like, "What the fuck"? I live in the Matrix. That's how I was feeling. Like I live in the Matrix. Well, I get what you're saying too, in a certain respect of because I was trying to be cautious. I'm doing something wrong because right. I see flames on the road, and I don't want to like potentially put myself into danger. What do you do? And what you thought to do was to do what you did, whether that was right or wrong. Your mindset was that, in theory, I'm trying not to go closer to this potential danger of what's right. happening. So I get it. And with everything going on, you're right. And everybody's just zooming and zooming and not caring. It's like when bad they things happen and nobody care. cares and they keep going by it. You felt that with what was going on. Like, look at these guys. They don't care that there's a fire. They're still going to go about their business. That's what you felt at that time, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I really thought I was helping the people behind me by saying, hey, slow down. Just chill out for a second. We don't know what this is. Do you know how many people I saw like on their cell phones, like texting or taking videos or like, I don't know if they're taking videos of that, but they were like on their phones, like just checked out. And I, I guess I felt like, well, maybe I'm helping somebody by causing them to slow down and like stop and look and see what. But then you on. get into gawking and then that's not as productive either where people are like are rubbernecking where they're like looking at the accident and keep driving and then they cause a new accident because they're not paying attention to the road okay that makes sense i think in chicago they call it what the the gapers block where like everything slowed down because everybody slows down to check out what's going on so traffic stops flowing because everybody's checking <laughs> yeah in this case it's a megger's yeah. block at this megger's block megger's uh, block was literally just like stopped on the interstate and trying i'm trying to help the people behind me like Hey, everybody, just take a minute. Like, calm down. But We're just going to see what's going on here. It, that's an interesting. And not get it, like, not get but burned. But I don't think by literally. not stopping that it is a, makes you less sensitive to the issue. So I kind of feel like that's what you're saying as well. Like, these people I'm saying that people kept aren't driving, paying attention they, to what's they don't going care. on. Like, no, it's more of like not paying attention. To what's going on in front of you. Beyond, like, that whole short-sighted thing. Like, right here. You only see what's right in front of you. Like, people weren't looking ahead. Or looking outside of. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. <clears throat> probably crazy. This is the Mental Mom Show. I think so. this, what's interesting is this small scenario. Not small scenario, but this scenario that is kind of like, a, in theory, a simple thing. is actually a lot more complex because... Think about how long just talking about it. It's hard for somebody to say that somebody's completely right or somebody's <coughs> completely wrong with it. So there's, right. there's more to it than there's just that. That's it. interesting. Yeah. Can I also um, note real quick that when you Google what to do um, <laughs> when when there's a car on fire, it doesn't exist. Nope. And the related searches said how to set your car on fire and get away with it for insurance purposes. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's good to know if anybody's yeah. looking for that. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, and then the other one said... My car's on fire. Now what? Because <laughs> like, Mike and Casey were helping. They were like doing some research to see if they could find. There's a lot of literature on what to do once your car's on fire <laughs> or it starts to be on fire. And then how to make it look like an accident. Or there's that too. Mike, I'm losing it. Yeah. I'm mental. No, no. Yeah. Will you please just like make sense of everything I just said and then like take us out because I can't. Absolutely. So Thank my you. understanding 
that's family. What you were saying with everything was just that things are pretty crazy in the world right now. Yeah. With COVID, with everything that's happening, racial tensions, just everything going on. And I think you had a kind of, the, I don't know, call it the mental mom moment. I don't want to take your segment away, but kind of the breakdown moment of the, when you're driving home, you're tired, you're ready to be home. You saw the fire on the interstate and it kind of just, that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back and you saw people moving away and not, you know, stopping to see like what's going on with this. They just kept going on their business. And so that really frustrated you. So you slowed down, you stopped. And whether it was the right thing to do or not the right thing to do by traffic law standard, you were thought you were helping people by just having everybody slow down for a second, whether that was, you know, in your, in your mind, you thought you were helping people and you wanted them to be that way, or it was actually happening. So I think that's kind of what you meant by it. And yeah. Is that correct me if I'm uh, wrong That sounds that. good. I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. I think you did a good job summarizing. Is that fair? Because that's what I took away from it was that it wasn't that you didn't think it was reasonable to keep driving. It's just that you saw people like, why don't you stop for a second and take a look around? So it's kind of like two yeah, things, like stop. the physical thing happening and just like the mental of yeah, like what's happening around. in the world today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's always been crazy. It's not like that's new. But for some reason, it just hit me. Yeah. On Interstate 465. Yep. In Indiana, Indianapolis. Yeah, absolutely. And I would like to note just from my perspective that when you are feeling some things emotionally, though it's good to do that, still keep moving potentially if it's a traffic fault. So just putting that out there. Thank you, Mike. I think what I've learned today, guys, yes. is that while I am having this like, you know, in-depth like moment in my life of the flames and we're all driving into it blindly and mindlessly and just following the person in front of us potentially – Maybe I should just keep going and drive right into the flames. Is that what you're saying, Mike? No. <laughs> um, see, this is the problem. You, you posed this thing and now it became a, like a, a <laughs> That wasn't fair. That wasn't fair. No, I think this is a great time to end the show. We're laughing. We're all happy. We had a great time. And my mental, yes, the high five moment. That's where I give myself a high five. Um. I'm still doing the show. We're doing the show. Life goes on. Life finds, finds a way. way. Uh, yes. We try to always, at least once every few weeks, quote Jurassic Park. Chaos theory. Chaos, Chaos theory. theory. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, I guess that's it. Mike and Casey seem like they're fading. So. Oh, not fading. We're just going to debate <laughs> the... The tenants of traffic laws. At we least are... there's an ethos with that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be very... We have to go, guys. We have to go because Mike and Casey and I need to do some intense research on the traffic laws. Interstate traffic laws. And fire. Car fires. I don't know. Can we just be done? Like, just this is it. Mike, take, right. a, Mike so, take us out. You're Mike. a guest. Oh, Go, Mike. I am going to take us out by saying, Casey, please take us out. <laughs> uh, as always, thanks for listening. Sorry it's been so long. Life's been crazy, as you just heard. Uh, but thanks for keeping up. We appreciate any like, rates, shares, subscribes. Reviews. Reviews. Those are great, too. Emails. Emails, you can email us at TheMentalMomShow at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at The Mental Mom Show. 
if you have anything to add to the interstate traffic law situation yes. and what you feel should have been done and the correct thing that should have been please, done. Please, I need help. Please Googling feel free it's not helping. to reach out and tell us the correct way Meg should have what handled it. What would you have it. done? And you can listen to us anywhere podcasts can be found. Um, next week, who knows? Who knows? I mean, we um, like we have so we many had things. A giant list of things to talk about today. We might it might hold a mic hostage here and do a whole nother episode with him. I don't know. We don't know yet. I'll be back. <laughs> and bye, y'all. Says that you're moving again. I don't wanna be right, baby. Every single.